And so a lot of times that type of soil being a prepared soil, we, we face a lot of trials and tribulations that kind of uh, um, um, uh, that we're kind of uh, um, um, filled with a lot of old things and a lot of things in our past and a lot of things that have hurt us. But we found out that those are the things that prepare us to receive the blessings of God. Because sometimes if you feel like you got it all together, you will never realize that you really truly need God. And sometimes we go through things and face things and the enemy is just really pushing us into being prepared to receive what God has for our life. And sometimes we face things and we hit things and trials and tribulation hit us. And we're like, why God? And because then the reason why is because now we're able to turn to God and say, God, help me. I cannot do this thing by myself. All right. And so we become prepared soil. And once we become prepared soil, we can now become a sower to sow a good seed. And the title of the message today is the sower, the seed and the increase. God is the patient farmer, the sower, the seed, and the increase. So what is a sower? What is a sower? Um, do, we, do we have a... Thank you, honey. Amen. Isn't, isn't it wonderful? God bless us with a helpmate. That's awesome. Praise God. <laughs> a sower is one who scatters seeds. All right. A sower is one who scatters seeds um, over land and over earth for the mindset and the purpose of growth. All right. So a sower has to have a mindset of, of what he is sowing of what he is spreading across the land and across the earth, all right? A sower must have knowledge of the seed that is scattering or something else will grow, all right? Are you with me? A sower must have knowledge of the seed that is scattering or something else will grow than what they propose for, 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 for what they wanted to grow. If they don't know the seed, then anything can grow up, Amen? The words someone might say can change a life. Are you with me? And if you don't know the seed that you're spreading, if you don't know the word that is coming out of your mouth is great or, or, or is coming from the love of God, the, the question is, what is inside of you today? And when you share a word with someone and when you share a word, what are you spreading? What are you giving out? Because the seed is the word. All right. Uh, and we're going to go through and we're going to talk about that. How is the seed is the word. God talks about that. And so the sower must have knowledge of the seed that is scattering or something else will grow. Looking at the word of God, the Lord looks at the natural seed and spiritual seed functioning in the same way. So he looks at the natural seed that I have here in my hand. And he also look at the spiritual seed functioning in the same way. Way. So when we're talking about a natural seed, believe me, we're also talking about how a spiritual seed can function in the same manner. Amen. 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 And so one of the assignments I want you to have is read Luke, write this down, Luke chapter eight, verse four through 10. I want you to take some time, 
next week um, to read Luke chapter 8, verse 4 and 10. Um, because we're going into the explanation of that parable um, today. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And verse 11. It tells us something. It says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now, okay, so the parable that he told in Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 10, he said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The parable has something to do with the word of God. But if the parable was different, then the seed is just becomes the word. If the parable was different, if the parable was used to explain the word of God, that the seed is the word of God, but the parable was different and it was of a different sower and it was a different seed, then the parable would just say the parable is the seed is the word. What type of word is being spread? The seed is considered a word coming out of your mouth. When things come out of your mouth and the things that you speak, they are seeds being planted. Are you with me? And therefore, we go back into the uh, understanding is, what kind of sower are we? What kind of seeds are we planting? Do you know the seed that you are planting every day when you wake up out of your bed and you speak out of your mouth? When you look yourself in the mirror, the things that you may say, when you look at your children and you look at your co-workers and you look at your family members and you look at your friends and you look at the, your, the saints that are around here, what are the words that are coming out of your mouth on the saints? What are your words that are coming out of your mouth of your mother and your father? What are those words? Because those words have power. They are planting seeds. Do you know the seed you are planting? Do you know the seed that you are planting? The sower knew what it was planting, but if you don't have the word of God dwelling in your life, what are you spreading? A sower that has knowledge of the seed will have faith in the seed. And it plants expecting somehow something will grow. Listen, we have sowers every day. If you turn on your TV, you are turning on a sower. Huh? Boy, I'm telling you, because they throwing words out of that television like, it's okay to be homosexual. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. You can go to the hospital now. Your daughter can go to the hospital now. And they say, you don't have to tell your mama and daddy nothing. They're putting that, that, that seed, they're planting that seed in our children. You don't have to tell them nothing. You could just tell, just, just tell, you could just tell it to me. It's all right. And they're putting a re- they're planting a seed of rebellion against mother, against father within our children. These seeds that are our are, are, are commercials, they know if they plant a seed of, 
uh, of, of a half-naked woman and, uh, and men, muscular men, and they plant that seed into the individual and say, you need to look like this or you need to be like that. And if, in order for you to be like this, you need to have this. They are planting a seed that makes you want it because you want to be like something else. And therefore, something grows. And then you find yourself running and you find yourself hiding and you find yourself doing things that allow that seed that has been planted in you to grow. And so the enemy will try to intercept the good seed, which is the word of God, and place it with his own seed. I want you to let you know today that there is an enemy out there. Do y'all believe that? Oh, my goodness. There is an enemy out there. There is an enemy out there that is trying to intercept and trying to stop you from receiving a good seed. He's trying to stop you from receiving what God has for your life. He's trying to plant his stuff so hate can grow in you, so depression can grow in you, so fear can grow in you. He's trying to place his own seed, and he's going to do what he can to intercept what is good. And Jesus, in Luke, he explains the parable of what the enemy is trying to do. So in Luke chapter 8, verse 12, he's explaining the parable that he gave of how the enemy will come in and intercept what the sower is trying to spread. Amen. That'll work. That's fine. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, so the enemy will try to come in and intercept what God is trying to plant. And so he says, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. So the word, again, the seed, the sower is spreading the seed. Where are my seeds? The sower is spreading the seeds. Saints, those who love God and you know your seed and you know the word of God and you know the word of God and you're trying to spread the word of God by showing love and you're trying to spread the word of God by living your life accordingly, you are spreading seeds. You are spreading seeds, and when you are spreading seeds, um, sometimes they might not hit quite right. Why? Because there's an enemy trying to intercept what you are trying to spread. There's an enemy trying to intercept the good seed that is flowing out of your bosom, that is flowing out of your heart, that is flowing out of your lips. There's an enemy trying to intercept it. And he says, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. So you're spreading the good seed. But the enemy comes in and says, dude, don't be listening to that. You have more fun with the booze and the drinks and the drugs and you don't need to hear that. The enemy will come in and say, no, your heart is here. Your heart should be here. Your heart should be on your car and your house. And your heart should be over here dwelling on this stuff. You should be thinking about that, not thinking about this word. And so he comes in and he's trying to steal the word out of their hearts. He's the interceptor. And so it says, least they should believe and be saved. They have an opportunity to be saved, but you have an enemy that's intercepting, trying to steal the belief. But it says, but the ones on the rock are those who, oh, Jesus, that's all right. We're going to go through it anyway. But those ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word 
with joy. All right? So now you have people, you're spreading the word of God, amen? You're spreading the seed and people receive it and they receive a joy. They're happy. They're excited. Yeah, I believe it. I feel it. I feel the joy. You're excited. But therefore, and these have no root who believe for a while in time, here comes temptation. Temptation will fall. So then you have those who you spread the word of God and you spread the seed and it falls on them and they're filled with joy. Then all of a sudden temptation comes and they fall away. The enemy comes in. He comes in and causes temptation and, and tempts you to draw you back into the world. He'll try to draw you back from the good seed. He'll try to draw you back from the joy. And now you find yourself back into your old ways. When you had so much joy being in the presence of God. And then it says, in verse 14, now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard the word of God, they go out and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. So that means they receive the seed. Then all of a sudden, that seed, when they're trying to grow, they begin to stress out about life. They begin to stress out about life. The enemy comes in and stress them out about life and the whole word of God just gets choked out of them. And they find themselves in the same place again because they feel like they cannot rise. They feel like they cannot rise. I want you to know the reason why the enemy is trying to intercept is because he's afraid of something growing great inside of you. He's afraid of the growth. He's afraid of the maturity that might come if you allow the seed to grow root and allow it to grow inside of your life. He's afraid for you to get deep into God and find yourself running for him like never before. He's afraid of that. Why? Do you see how hard he's trying to intercept the word, trying to intercept the seed? He's working his best. He's trying his hardest to stop the seed from maturing and growing. He's trying to choke it. He's trying to steal it. He's trying to make temptations come so you can fall away. He's trying his best so that nothing grows in maturity inside of your life, inside of our life. He's trying so hard. When Jesus, and I want to encourage you right now today that do not get discouraged if you see yourself here, if you see yourself in one of those parables, you might say, yeah, I was filled with joy and I felt like something just choked me out. Yeah, I, 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 was, I heard the word of God, but I, I just kept allowing the enemy to steal it from my heart. I just, I just kept coming. I just allowed the enemy. As soon as I walked out the door, I just forgot everything. I just did my own thing. And you might say, yeah, I, 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 I've seen myself there when, when, uh, uh, when I felt like I, I received the word of God and I started stressing out about life and then everything that the word of God had tried to place, I just forgot it. I didn't bring it back up. I didn't claim it. I didn't claim my victory. I just allowed the stress to bring me back down. I want to encourage you today, don't be discouraged. Don't give up. All this is is just a sign you need the word of God to sow in you some more. Do not get discouraged if people are not flocking to the church when we scatter a seed of love. 
It's just a sign that we need to spread more seed. The more you spread, it's bound to hit good ground. The more you spread, the more you read the word of God, the more you hear the word of God, it is bound to begin to change somewhere. If I keep spreading the seed, if it didn't quite hit the first time, if it didn't quite hit the second time, the more seed that I spread, it is bound to get into some good ground. That's why we cannot stop. That's why we cannot quit. The sower must keep throwing out the seed. If it didn't hit this time, God, if I spread some more seed, it's got to hit sometime. You got to be the sower that doesn't give up, that keeps spreading the seed. If it's so for somebody else's life or even if it's for your life, you kind of keep allowing the word of God and allowing the seed to fall on yourself. If it didn't hit quit, quite hit on Sunday, then let me get in my word when I leave church today so I can make sure that seed can grow deep inside my heart and let it grow and mature in my life so I can grow to be what God has called me to be. Don't get discouraged. Don't get dismayed. Allow the seed to keep spreading in your life so that it may hit that good ground. The programs we have are good, but we can't put our full trust in the programs. The programs need to be in line with something greater. The programs that we have for our schools and that we have for our, our community, they are good and they are awesome, but they need to be aligned with someone that has the word of God, that has the maturity and the blessings and the word of God to go along and to back that program and to back that resource up with the love and the power of God because you can give and not have love and you can give and try to help the multitude, but if Christ is not involved in it, how can it ever take root? How can it ever have the power to mature and grow to be something great? You can go to AP classes over and over and over again, but there are some people who said, once I came into the light of Jesus Christ, once I stepped into the church and gave my life to the Lord, then all of a sudden those things begin to fall off of me. Why? Because that program needs to be backed up with power. It needs to be backed up with power, with some good seed, with something that's going to take root, that with something that's going to allow maturity to grow inside of an individual. There is famine in this land, saints. And the city, this city, by itself can't solve the problems. We need direction from the word of God to begin to grow. We need directions from our heavenly father. We need him to spread the seed, the good word that is inside of us so things can start growing, so things can start maturing of goodness and hope, of joy, of love. Things need to grow besides violence. I'm tired of violence growing. I'm, I'm tired of thieves and stealing growing. I'm tired of, uh, of death growing. I'm tired uh, of lying and cheating growing. I'm tired of this other stuff growing that the enemy is trying to plant. Uh, it's time for hope to grow. It's, it's time for joy to grow. It's time for peace to grow. It's time for love to grow. Are you with me, the source in this place? It's time to spread and not stop spreading the love of God. When Jesus was telling this parable, he was relating to the story in Genesis chapter 26. So if you have your Bibles, go back to Genesis. Let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 26. He was referring to a story uh, 
of something that happened to Isaac during this time. In Genesis chapter 26 and verse 1, it says, there was a famine in the land. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Ambamalak, king of the Philistines, in in Gera. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Now, Isaac was trying to escape the famine. He said, I got to get out of here. There's no food here. The the, The land is dead. I want to tell you the truth. The land is dead. It doesn't look like there's no hope. And Isaac was just doing what his Abraham did, and he went to Egypt to get away from the famine because the land is dead. There's no hope. There's nothing that, you, that can grow here. There's nothing that can mature here. There's nothing that can happen here. All right? So the famine was there, and Isaac said, I got to go. I got livestock. I, got, I, got, I, 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 got, I have a wife I have to care for. I got children I got to care about. I need to get out of this famine because it's too messed up. So the Lord appeared to him in verse 2 and said, do not go down to Egypt. Oh, God, why not? I'm trying to escape this thing. I'm trying to get away from this thing. The the things doesn't look too good. I got to get away, God. But he says, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. And he says, dwell in this land. And when he said dwell in this land, at this time he had moved to a place called, I I believe it's called Gira. Gira, and that's where the king was, all right? Still in the land of famine, still in the land where there was famine across the land, there was nothing to grow, there was nothing to mature, there was nothing to happen. Everything else, uh, uh, death was growing there. That's the only thing that was growing. People were dying because there was famine in the land. I want you to let you know today that people are dying here because there's a famine in the land. Spiritually, people are dying right now because there's a famine in the land. Because all that they're being fed is the seed of hate, is the seed of no hope, of the seed of destruction. And all of that is doing is growing those things inside of their life. And so then... In verse 12 and and, and verse 3, he said, dwell in this land. He said, and I will be with you and bless you for to you and your descendants, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. So what did Isaac do? He trusted God. Then Isaac sold in that land. He took the seed and he sold in that land, the word of God that he gave him. He sold in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous for he had position of all flocks and possessions of herbs and a great number of servants. So the Philistines, they envied him. They didn't like this. This man is coming to a land of famine. This man is coming into a land where there's nothing can grow, that nothing can happen, where nothing can prosper. And then all of a sudden he's being prosperous. All of a sudden this stuff is growing. I do not like this. I envy him. I want to let you know today when you allow Christ into your life and when you allow God to begin to move, people have looked over your life and said you are dead. There's nothing that can grow in you good. 
people have said it in your life and people are speaking in other people's life that there's nothing good that can grow in that individual. There's nothing that can prosper. There's nothing that can happen. But as soon as you allow God and you allow God to come into your life and allow that good seed to mature and grow, then all of a sudden there's a light, there's an aura that begins to follow around you. And then all of a sudden your friends and the people around you begin envious of you. Because they spoke death in your life and all of a sudden there's a light. They spoke destruction in your life. They spoke disease in your life. They spoke cancer in your life. Then all of a sudden, here comes a light. Something begins to grow. When God turns your life around and begin to run uh, be, and you begin to run away from your old ways and then start seeing a joy and a new light inside of your life, people might hate you because they want, they want you to be in misery like them. Do you not know people want you to be in misery too? They hate it. They're like, why are you so happy? What is, what is keeping you with joy? The job is talking about leaving and, and, and your children are acting up and, and, and it seems like there's uh, um, terrorists are everywhere and people shoot. What, where is your joy coming from? Why are you so happy? They hate the joy that you have in your life. They want you to be stuck in your misery. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God is saying, he's saying, I will supply what you need. I will supply everything you need. And not only that, I will multiply your seed and I will give you an increase in the harvest of your righteousness. I will increase you. I will pick you up. I will show the world what I can do when I am placed inside of your life I'm going to show them I'm going to show them what happens I'm going to show them how, how when I come inside your life and I come in contact and grow the good seed of what can happen I'm going to show the world God says and I will multiply you and I will grow you and I will increase you and I will not stop increasing you listen the king got so upset about how Isaac was being prosperous in the land of famine. He looked at, he looked at Isaac. And in verse 15, he said, now the Philistines had stopped up all the whales. So there were whales that were allowing water to flow. They, they didn't want this man to prosper so bad, they stepped up the whales. They went in there, they took a shovel, and they began, they took the shovel and began to stuff up the whales. We don't want this man to prosper. I want to let you know the enemy, that the enemy is trying to infiltrate you. And he's trying to stop anything that's good to grow in your life. He's going to try to come and stuff up your whales. He's going to take the shovel, stuff up your whales. Temptation. Trials. Tribulations. He's trying to stuff up your whales for you not to prosper anymore. He's trying to infiltrate the good things that God is trying to do in your life. You must understand and know that there is an enemy out there that doesn't want you to sow inside yourself and nobody else. He's trying to keep you from sowing. He's trying to keep you from growing. 
And so the Philistines stuffed up the wells which the father's servants had dug in Abraham's day, and they, and they had filled them with the earth. And Amalek said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. We don't like it. The devil doesn't like God because he's mightier than him. Because he wanted to be the great one. He wanted to be the one that was sit up on top of the hill and people worship him. He doesn't like God because he's greater than the enemy. So the king said, Isaac, get out of here. We don't want you here. We can see how the enemy has infiltrated America, can't we? That was once a God-fearing country is now trying to take Christ out of everything. Because he hated that Christ was mightier than him. He hated that America was all for Jesus Christ. That's how, how do you think we became a great country? How do you think we became the most prosperous country out of any country ever? Because God was, Christ was the forefront of this country. The enemy hates it, so he's trying to infiltrate. He gets in the schools and say, let's take prayer out of this thing. Because I want to be glorified. And the way I'm glorified, if kids start doping up in school, if kids start skipping school, if kids start drinking in school, if kids start getting high in school, let me infiltrate myself so they can worship me instead of God. So let's take prayer out of school. Let's take, and God we trust off the dollar. Let's take him, let's take his name out of the song of our American flag. He's trying to infiltrate because God is mightier than him. Satan is miserable knowing his time is near. Satan is miserable and he doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want you to receive the good seed and he doesn't want nobody else to receive the good seed because his doom is coming. His time is coming where he's chained up being tortured forever and guess what he wants to take you with him. He wants to take anybody he can with them. So he's trying to infiltrate and get rid of the good seed. So now we have America and we all understand that America is being infiltrated and being taken over by homosexuality, being taken over by the seeds of hate and the seeds of being unloving and the seeds of being uncaring. It's being infiltrated by this confusion of what real love is. And they're filling up the wells of what God is trying to do. And the church is silent and the church is stuck. And the church is stuck in the church and the church is stuck in the four walls and the church is stuck. Because we're saying, well, they don't want us in the schools. Okay, well, they want to take it off the flag. Okay. Well, they want to take us out of this. Okay. And so we just, well, we just praise God in the church. And you're going to wait for them to take that away too. That's why we see things happening in the church because they're saying, come on in. Come on in. Let's, let's, let's let everything happen in the church. Let's let all this stuff grow up in the church, the, the bad seed. Let's let all these things happen. And so we can see how the enemy is trying to infiltrate the America, trying to infiltrate the church, trying to infiltrate and keep and dig the wells and d- keep the wells filled. So that nothing can increase. Isaac went a ways in the valley. So what Isaac did, he said, you want me to go? Okay, take it. 
Isaac went a ways in the valley and set up a tent where there was no water for the seed to grow, his cattle to drink. They tried to stop the increase. They tried to stop the increase. They tried to stop the increase. The sower needs the increase. The sower needs the water to come, but the enemy is trying to infiltrate the seed and stop the increase. Are you with me, saints? There's an enemy trying to stop the increase. So Isaac went out to the valley. He went somewhere else. Fine. If you want to take prayer out of schools, go ahead. Take the prayer out of schools. If you're going to take it out of the American flag, fine. Take it out of the American flag. If you're going to do this and do that, if you're going to try to get God out of here, fine. I'm going to make sure I'm going to establish myself somewhere. We're going to establish ourselves somewhere and we're not going to give up hope. Isaac went somewhere else. He didn't argue. He didn't fuss with the king. No, I should be here. Stop filling up my hole. Stop doing this. Stop and, and march around. And No, he didn't cause no havoc. He just moved. I'm going to move. I'm going to move out the way. But I'm not going to stop listening to what God is going to do, to do in my life. So he didn't argue. He didn't fight. He just trusted and prayed to God to bring the increase. So what Isaac did He took the shovel and he kept digging. See, we allow the enemy to fill up the holes to try to stop the increase. But saints, it's time to grab the shovel and keep digging. It's time for us to dig wherever we are. Okay, if you're going to take it out of this, take it out of there. Well, I'm going to start digging somewhere else to where God can show the increase and prosper. Because something's going to happen here. Something's going to show up here. So you can kick me out of wherever you're going to kick me out of. And you can show and, and, and show yourself wherever you want to show yourself. But wherever you put me and wherever you place me, I'm not going to just stay there and die. See, what's happening to the churches is that we're stuck up in the church and we're staying here and we're dying. I tell you the truth today that I refuse to stay here and die. I am saying let's take the shovel and begin to dig. So what Isaac did, he took the shovel and he began to dig into a land filled with famine, into a valley with no water, into a valley where nothing can grow, where nothing can increase. He did it in a valley of full of hate, a full of anger, a full of violence, but he did it anyway. And it says, the herdsmen of, of Gerah quarrel, quarrel with Isaac, the herdsmen saying, the water is ours. So when when Isaac took the shovel and began to dig, he dug over here. He dug over here. Fine, y'all want to kick us out? Y'all want to kick us out of this? We're going to keep digging. And they dug over here, and water began to flow up. The increase happened. Now his seeds could grow. Now the things that he was spreading could grow. Now his cattle could drink. He's okay, everything's good. God, thank you. But then here comes the enemy coming in and saying, no, 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 that's ours. No, 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 we did that. Our program did that. We made that happen. Get out of here. Go somewhere else. So that's what Isaac did. Isaac went somewhere else. He said, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to dig here. And guess what? Water came up flowing. Water came up. Thank you, God. Water came up. No matter where he, see, he didn't just stop and just say, oh, what was me? He took the shovel and went to work. He went to work and began to dig and water. And guess what? The enemy came again to infiltrate for the seeds to grow, for the land to be prosperous, for things to grow in the name of God. So the enemy came in again and said, no, 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 that's ours. We're taking it over. Okay. 
Did that stop Isaac? Well, we're going to move somewhere else then. So then they dug another well. Somewhere else, somewhere far from them, wherever. Wherever you go places, you go places. I'm going to dig a well here then. They dug a well again, and guess what happened? Water came up. Water came up and began to prosper and begin to flow and begin to move and begin to grow. And guess what? They came back and they tried. And guess what they couldn't do? They couldn't say nothing then. They started to realize wherever Isaac went, God blessed. Wherever Isaac went, God matured and God blessed and God allowed it to grow and God allowed things to happen and God allowed the increase to flow. And I'm telling you the truth today that wherever you are, wherever place you are in your life, whatever you're facing in life, wherever God has us today, if he's taking it out of this and if he's taking it out of this, saints, we can dig right here and water will flow. An increase will happen. God will move. He cannot be stopped. All we have to do is be willing to dig. We have to be willing to dig. The sower kept digging, sowing into the land of famine, slowing, sowing into the things that could not grow. They could claim this and claim that, but they could not stop Isaac from trusting in the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to stop you from trusting in God. Don't allow the enemy to stop you trusting in God the Almighty because God is coming in. They can try to plug up this hole and they could try to plug up that opportunity. But what God says is going to be done. What God says it is going to happen. So wherever you are, keep digging encouragement. Keep allowing the seed to grow because your increase is coming. The more you receive the word of God, the more you allow the word of God to dwell in your life, the water is getting ready to come and give you increase no matter how difficult it may seem no matter how hard the trial may be God is coming and he's bringing you an increase an unbelievable increase no matter where you are no matter what people said about you no matter how much discouragement they spoke in your life God says I am coming and I'm bringing the increase and I'm ending with this verse in Isaiah chapter 55 in verse 10 it says for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it, Keep spreading the word of God. Keep scattering his seed because God said it will not come back to me void. No matter if the enemy tried to intercept it this time. No matter if he tried to intercept it the second time. No matter if he tried to intercept it the third time. I'm encouraging the saints to keep digging the word of God. To keep digging and allowing God to bring forth the increase. Because his word will not come back void. His word will not stop. His word will always increase. His word will always accomplish. His word will always prosper. Do you have have the word of God inside of your life. I see prosper in your life. I see encouragement in your life. I see accomplishments in your life. Why? Because the word of God is blessing your life and the water and I see the increase in your life for God is changing and he's moving and he's encouraging and he's lifting and he's moving and it's happening right now inside of our life. So let's be the sower. Let's spread the seed. Let's show the world that God is great, that he's awesome that he's powerful. Let us stand.